politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. All right, Jake Sullivan, the uh, National Security Advisor of the President, wrapping up a briefing right now. Jen Psaki is supposed to come out. Today was Biden's Zoom call with Putin. They Zoomed, and uh, they say it was a useful meeting. As we basically told Putin, stay out of Ukraine or else. So, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here today with that. Let me, uh, let me pot up here, as they say in the biz, the... White House press briefing with Jen Psaki here. If we can take a listen to this and see if I can hit the right preview level. tomorrow. The president will be headed to Kansas City, Missouri, where he will continue highlighting how the bipartisan infrastructure law delivers for Missourians by rebuilding roads and bridges. I'll wait till she starts the questions. Transit, but let, let me just give you the, the kind of heads up view of how things went in the meeting with Putin. Um, you know, we threatened him. I mean, the United States of America threatened him. I think the problem right now is that Putin is not afraid of us, not afraid of Joe Biden. And I don't want to see war, and you don't want to see war. The best deterrent to war, obviously, is if the adversary thinks that we'll do something, and I just don't think the adversary thinks we'll do anything. So I, I think Putin is ready to flex his muscles. Uh, we're using the, 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 the pipeline, the Gulf Stream pipeline, as leverage, but Putin knows we're not pumping oil and gas like we used to. He knows that we're, we're, we're diminishing our capacity, which is stupid. Uh, which enables him now on the world stage to be able to uh, expand that. So that's that's where things are today with all this. I mean, I, I can't I can't tell you definitively that Putin's going to back down. So you know, I mean, would would you if you were Vladimir Putin? I guess that you know that would be really the question. Would you back down if you're Vladimir Putin at this point? What what do you think President Joe Biden's going to do? What do you think the world's going to do at this point? So that's um, that's kind of my takeaway from it today. They had a chat. Biden warned him. Putin nodded his head. I mean, uh, you know, we gonna, are we gonna have World War Three here under Joe Biden's watch, the great moderator, the the great Mister Moderate, the great White Hope. Are we gonna have World War Three? Is that what's gonna happen? I mean, man. I don't know about you, but it seems to me like Biden's been a failure at everything. And now we're worried as all these adversaries around the world are just creeping their neck up a little bit, right? China flying supersonic, hypersonic nuclear missiles around the world. We didn't even know the technology existed. Iran. Iran's putting its head up all the time. Russia. Man, it's at, at some point, I don't know, do we, do we recognize that this guy's failing on literally every front? On every front right now. So you can tell there's a lot of anxiety in the world right now because they just look if trump was in office i know the left would love to say oh putin wouldn't do anything because he was because trump was his puppet no he wouldn't do anything because he'd be afraid of what trump would do back it's the reason why kim jong-un didn't do anything and these guys were afraid of what trump would do and that's why they did nothing uh russia has amassed hundreds of thousands of troops around ukraine and and the question of course is should something be done right now before basically Winter comes and, and Putin is looking to to starve Ukraine into submission without even having to fire a shot. Potentially now they can they can take the country over. So that's some of where things stand right now. So I'm going to give you some more audio as the show progresses here, the podcast. I mean, literally, Jake Sullivan just wrapped up. Uh, so that's where things stand right now. But let me let me share at least this one clip with you from 
what Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, said today. comes to Nord Stream 2, the fact is the gas is not currently flowing through the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which means that it's not operating, which means that it's not leveraged for Putin. Indeed, uh, it is uh, a leverage for the West because if Vladimir Putin wants to see gas flow through that pipeline, he may not want to take the risk of invading Ukraine. And then- so you see, that's, that's the, the threat right now. Don't invade Ukraine or we're not going to flow gas through the, through the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Okay? I, I'm sorry, but I, I didn't walk away feeling like this was a moment of strength for the United States of America. I, I didn't get that sense. As we pursue diplomatic channels, we will also prepare for all contingencies, just as we have been doing for weeks now. We're going to prepare for all contingencies. What, what does that mean exactly? They say if Russia invades Ukraine, there'll be consequences. Does Russia even have to invade Ukraine at this point? Do they even have to do that? Biden said, uh, the, the, Jake Sullivan said today the talks were straightforward. Does anybody believe Joe Biden can, can sit there with Vladimir Putin and make Vladimir Putin feel like this guy is legit, that he might do something? I don't know. I mean, really, did you get that sense? Let me give you some other news uh, real fast. I'll give you some other updates today. First of all, the uh, Jussie Smollett fake hate crime trial wrapped up today. Jussie Smollett's going down. I, I mean, no, I mean, he's going, from a legal perspective, he's going down. The, the whole thing about him hanging out with these guys and then, you know, they're, they're partying, they're doing coke, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're going to the bathhouses together, and then the guys just decided to do a hate crime against him. And they're text messaging, he's telling them what to buy and everything like this. But then these two guys, these two Nigerian brothers who were, and the one guy's partying with them and, They're having sex. But then all of a sudden now, the guy just decides to do a a hate crime on Jussie Smollett. Does that make sense to anybody with a thinking brain? Or do you believe the story of the guys, which is that they were intimate together, and then they decided to take his money and commit a fake hate crime to help advance his career, which they probably hashed out over cocaine and marijuana, you know, hanging out at the bathhouse. I mean, that to me seems like that's obviously what happened here. But I have to laugh. I really do. The, The idea that Jussie Smollett would... Think that by going on the stage, think of what a narcissist this guy must be, this Empire actor. So just to refresh your memory, he claims it's like two o'clock in the morning in Chicago, one of the coldest nights ever, and 30 degrees below zero, whatever it is, and these two guys just come up to him and grab him, throw bleach at him, put a noose around his neck, yell, this is MAGA country, we're wearing a, a MAGA hat, and then... That in the middle of the night in Chicago on his way to Subway just happens to stumble upon these two white supremacists who happen to be two brothers from Nigeria, who just happen to be guys he was partying with and hanging out with. And and and, and nobody's coming to his defense right now, which is also interesting. Remember the time it happened, everybody was tweeting out all oh, this hate crime against Jesse Smollett. I can't believe what a country we are. Kamala Harris tweeting that out too. Ah, noose. This is a, this is not America. What Trump's America, you know, and then now they find out, of course, it's fake. And nobody's coming to his defense right now because how could you defend something so stupid? And, and, and but, but we're supposed to be stupid now to believe this guy, this narcissist goes on, on the stand and I guess believes because he's so charming that he'll convince you, the jury, that because he's so charming that no, really, these guys just happened to have committed a hate crime against him even though they were just partying together. You know, they were just buddies together. Anybody believe, I mean, come on. You know, it's, it's like the old saying, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. That very important phrase. And that, I think, is a great example of what I mean here. He's going, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to be guilty. There's no doubt, my, no doubt about that in my mind. No doubt. Uh, why is it not good news that the Omicron variant is 
spreading fast? I, I just like to know that because what I don't understand here, and I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, I'm not an epidemiologist. What I don't understand here is this. This is a mild strain, a milder strain than Delta, and it's fast spreading. So I don't know why we would not look at this as good news, but that's what Pfizer's CEO said today. And the only reason I could think it's not good news would be if it's not good news for Big Pharma, because then if this is just really mild, this whole thing's over. It's not good news for politicians either who like to exercise control over us. That's how I kind of view it. I mean, what's not the good news here? And that's what he said. He said that today. He said, it's not good news. I'll try to read this to you. I don't think it's good news to have something that spreads so fast means billions of people, another mutation may come. You don't want that. It doesn't mean we don't have the means to control it. We need to wait and see how things evolve. But if it's a mild spreading virus and it overtakes every other variant, yeah, there could be another variant, but this one could be the one that puts the other variants to bed. Isn't it? Crowds out the others. Oh, here we go. The White House press uh, briefing. Let me see if I can jump on this right now for you and tell you what's happening as Jen Psaki uh, let's see here. Gives an update after the call with Putin and uh, and Joe Biden here. Let's see if we can get this. In his view, the timeline that he's looking at, if Putin does heed those warnings and does de- de-escalate, what's the time frame for that? For when Putin might de-escalate? How the, long when, does he think that would take? What's he look, what's, is he looking at the next several days, the next several weeks? I, I'm not going to give you an assessment for that. That's really up to President Putin. Uh, our objective is to prevent uh, Russia and President Putin from invading Ukraine. So, uh, of course, we want them to de-escalate, but that was the clear uh, bottom line of the message. And one last question, just logistics. Is the president going to attend the funeral for Bob Dole? Uh, he, of course, considered uh, former Senator Bob Dole a friend, somebody he admired greatly, as you saw in the statement, but I will let them announce any specifics of the plans for the funeral. Good. Just quickly on the All right. Um, gentlemen, I, I want to go back. I guess we're not going to. Fox News keeps kind of ju- jumping in and out of this. So uh, basically at this point, what I can tell you is everybody's watching what the White House said today, and they're watching this, and they're turning around, and they're realizing right now, I don't think... Biden put this issue to bed. Let's see if I can grab the White House. Russia is that uh, the president and leaders in this administration are going to be direct and clear where we have concerns, uh, as the president was on this call. There are also areas where in the same call we are going to discuss how we can work together. Uh, Our objective, a a large portion of this call, as as Jake Sullivan just outlined, was on Ukraine and our concerns about the military buildup on the border and our concerns about the bellicose rhetoric. Uh, But uh, the proof is in the pudding and the eating. I can't even remember exactly the president's statement on that or his, his saying he likes to say, but really our objective and our focus is not on the tone. It is on what their actions are. And we would like, of course, to see them uh, de-escalate and most importantly, not to invade. If they do, uh, part of this call was to convey clearly there will be consequences and significant ones. Go ahead. What would be a sign to the president that Putin got the message today? Would it be for him to start to pull troops back and when? Uh, again, I'm not going to assess that or provide an assessment of that from here. Uh, we will know if Russia and President Putin decides to invade Ukraine. I don't think that will be a secret, uh, and so we will certainly be watching that. Our preference is, of course, for that not to happen. And for and the president made clear that there is an off-ramp here and that we want to have a diplomatic path. We have a diplomatic path forward uh, to have these discussions. But I think that will be clear. I don't think it will be a secret. That is what we're working to. 
to prevent. Is the administration starting to put plans in place in case Americans in Ukraine need to be evacuated quickly? Uh, I know there was some reporting about this. Of course, the military does contingency planning for a range of potential scenarios in order to keep the U.S. US personnel safe. And when a security situation warrants it, the State Department issues travel notices and security warnings to U.S. citizens. That's how the process broadly works. Uh, but it's not the standard process for uh, the United States government to evacuate U.S. citizens. Typically, uh, when a, if a security situation deteriorates... All right, what I'll do is, is if, if the Deuce asks a question, I'll go to Deucey or Jackie Heinrich, who's there from the White House. That's what I'll, I'll do if that happens. I'll bring that to you. I'll just keep watching it. Uh, let me let me let me say too that anybody right now who's a Democrat who's looking at midterm elections and they're watching inflation and the supply chain and they're watching the situation with Ukraine and they're seeing this new variant and everything else. Anybody who thinks they're going into 2022 with the winds behind their back, I mean, can it get wor- can it get worse for them? Now we might be, what, I guess getting into World War III with Russia finally after all these years. It takes Joe Biden to get us into World War III. This Cold War relic of a president, Joe Biden, gets us into World War III just by virtue of the fact that Putin's not going to be afraid of him. He's not going to be afraid of him. He's going to blink. This is, this is the issue right now. They're making preparations for war here, for world war, right now as we speak. It's insanity. The weakness that comes out of this administration is absolutely weak. Let's see who's asking the question. Um, can you at all characterize the out. process of arriving at some sort of an agreement about what might happen involving Nord Stream 2 if Russia is to move forward? Um, and does the administration have any regrets at this point about not about waiving sanctions against Nord Stream 2 back this, this spring? Well, I would first note that, and Jake broadly referenced this, but back in July, there was a joint statement of the United States and Germany on support for Ukraine, energy security, and our climate goals. And what it conveyed in there is, quote, uh, that uh, it made in the joint statement, would, we would take, there would be action taken if, quote, Russia attempts to use energy as a weapon or commit further aggressive acts against Ukraine. Obviously, invading Ukraine would be an aggressive act. And part of these discussions are what the contingency planning would look like if they were to take that step. Uh, that is one of the lessons, and I think Mara asked this very good question yesterday and today, about what are the lessons you learned from 2014? Uh, what you can look at for people who covered this back then is that there's an enormous amount of preparation, contingency planning, tracking of social media, and the use of disinformation tools. A lot of that is done because we did learn some lessons post 20, in 2014 leading up to it. Uh, I think what's important to also note is that I know there's a lot of members on the Hill, not a lot, some who are vocal, um, who are conveying uh, that um, Nord Stream 2 is the answer here. And what the point Jake was making, or, or additional steps on Nord Stream 2, is that that is actually, would actually not be an effective deterrent, um, that that is not effectively going to change the behavior of President Putin. So, yes, uh, Germany, uh, in our joint statement, made these commitments. There are a range of economic tools and options we have, our European partners have, should they decide to invade. Obviously, our preference is that we not Julie, get to this that we're talking about Russia invading I'm Ukraine right now. Because you brought up the Senator uh, Hill, who often talk about Nord Stream 2, um, and Jake's July statement. Um, these members say that Russia has 
um, taken action that, uh, you know, using gas as a geopolitical weapon. They point to, uh, you know, coercing and manipulating countries in Europe over the course of the summer, um, you know, taking advantage of the energy crisis, for instance, just a couple months ago. Um, and Biden and Merkel promised sanctions if those events were to transpire. Does the White House believe that what we've seen up until now is not Russia using gas as a geopolitical weapon? I think what we're talking about here and what we're trying to achieve here is a deterrence of actions that would be detrimental. Let me let me let me let me and, explain. Uh, I said Gulf Stream uh, by the way, Nord Stream. Territorial sovereignty. <laughs> Thinking of a plane. Let, let me just say one thing. The United States of America by Giving up our position as the leader in the world when it comes to exporting energy, we have enabled this to occur. We've put in place a series of events by which Vladimir Putin is now seizing to, to, to control the natural gas supply of Ukraine and oil. And this is what exactly is happening right now. He's no dummy. He knows. Putin knows. There's now going to be a gigantic void that needs to be filled. And the United States of America is not going to fill it. Um, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, appeared to pass some blame on to retailers uh, for these smashing oh, grabs. Smashing grab. Let's blame COVID again, Jen Saki. Come on. Security officers Come on. Have working cameras and chaining Give me because uh, COVID. Bags. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Congresswoman, said earlier this week also that she doubted allegations of organized retail thefts. Uh, it's not theft it if it's under $1,000, Jackie. Come on. Does the president believe that organized retail theft is It's really not happening? theft, Jackie, if it's under $1,000. It's just taking stuff. To take action just to taking. You're just taking things. Well, we, we don't agree. And I think our actions uh, and the work uh, that we have had uh, in working with the Justice Department, the FBI, and federal law enforcement show that we take, um, we, we've seen some of these extremely, video, uh, extremely disturbing videos showing retail thefts and both major retailers as well as state and local leaders like Governor Newsom have identified this as a serious concern. We agree. Uh, that's the reason why we have um, sent additional support uh, from the FBI, providing additional assistance. It's one of the reasons why we have also is been, it COVID? Uh, the president and members of our administration have been longtime advocates uh, for uh, supporting and funding the COPS program, something where the president All right, you know what? Let, let, me, let, me just, let me just back out of here for a second because honestly it's, 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 it's a lot to take here. A uh, couple points. A federal judge just stopped Biden's vaccine mandate on federal contractors. This is a huge win for freedom. A federal judge in Georgia just halted moments ago. This is why I love doing this afternoon podcast, which, by the way, I don't get paid to do this. I'm volunteering my time here. Happy to do it. Love to do it. But do me a favor, though. If you want to review the podcast, just review it on the quality. Don't review it on the schedule because this is not my job. I wanted to do this in the afternoon. I mean, I looked at my, some of my reviews. This guy gave me one star. He likes the podcast, but doesn't feel like I do it enough. I'm doing my best. I really am. But again, because this is not my job, my job is a morning show. I got, I got the kids. We, you know, there's no full-time childcare around here. Taking Claire to a play on Thursday. Kids at doctor's appointments. Got to do those things. So do, do my best to make it work. Dan Bongino gets paid to do his podcast. Good for him. God bless him. So he does both. I think that's great. But just don't ding me on this. I decided to do this because uh, we don't have a local show in the afternoons right now on PhD. So I wanted to bring this to you. That was just my goal in doing it. And I never said it was going to be every single day. It can't be. It just can't. Not at this point right now. Not at this. I don't have a staff helping me here. There's no producer. Just me on my own. Just doing it. Trying to get it done for you. I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm trying to explain it because I think, I think maybe 
people misunderstood, I guess, and got angry when the day goes by and it doesn't publish and they think, like, I'm falling down on the job or something. I will do my best to, to, to like, for example, filling for Mark Levin, I got to go prep for Levin's show. I got, I have to do that. It's part of filling in for Levin, for example. So, anyway, just do me, just, you don't have to rate, give it a bad review if you, because, you know, I'm not doing a, like, a five-day-week podcast. I would just ask you that as a favor, I mean. If you hate the podcast and give it a bad review, go ahead. I mean, you know, then you're just being honest. But then I have, you know, what are you listening for? Then I guess would be the question. All right. So anyway, uh, that that is huge. The judge halted Biden's vaccine mandate for federal contractors nationwide. Good. Just happened a few short moments ago. So why I like to bring this to you in the afternoon because of the fact that news keeps breaking. So this is huge. The court acknowledges the tragic toll that the COVID nineteen pandemic has wrought throughout the nation and the globe. However, even in times of crisis, this court must preserve the rule of law and ensure that all branches of government act within the bounds of their constitutionally granted authorities. Judge Baker blocks the mandate while the case plays out in court. So the challengers were likely to prevail on their claim that Biden has exceeded his authority with the public health measure. Outstanding. Federal contractors were facing a January 18th deadline to be fully vaccinated. Late last month, a Kentucky-based federal judge blocked the contractor mandate in Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee. This ruling now effectively freezes it nationwide. Biden has lost every single court challenge so far on his vaccine mandate because, as I've told you, it's unconstitutional. It's illegal, and it's an egregious expansion of executive power. Biden does not have the power to do it. And by the way, there's no reason to do it. There's zero reason to do it. If employers want to mandate it on their employees, well, you know what? That's up to the employer and the employees. What can I tell you? But you're not seeing a lot of them want to do it. You know why? Because it's bad for business. It's bad for business. A lot of employees don't want it, and they don't need it in the workplace either because vaccinated workers are not complaining about their unvaccinated cohorts, and also vaccinated people can spread this to other vaccinated people. So this is ridiculous. And the ridiculousness of this five-year-old vaccine mandate in New York City. To take a kid wants to go have an ice cream cone now, he's got to be vaccinated. This is just ridiculous. And by the way, you're vaccinated, your kids are vaccinated, you go to a play, everybody's got to sit there wearing masks. There's stupidity in what we're doing. But this is a big win. This is a big win for freedom and liberty that, they, that they're halting this right now. So every single time Biden's vaccine mandate has been challenged in court, Biden's lost and liberty has won. This is good. Every day, uh, but uh, we will certainly keep you updated if there's something more formal uh, to announce. Specifically on Ukraine, I mean, you're talking about the possibility of serious consequences. I mean, the war, economic and otherwise. Is this something the president intends to talk to the public about? I understand, Steve. I'm sure the president will uh, certainly be communicating with all of you and the public about this and many other issues in the days to come. I don't have anything to preview for you at this point. Oh, she's angry. Late last week, you told us the president took a COVID test for at least three days. Have have those tests continued? He did take another test on Sunday. Uh, He tested negative. Just go ahead. Uh, what is the reason for uh, the call with President Zelensky happening on Thursday as opposed to, say, today or, or tomorrow? So basically, Biden's still coming to work. I should just let you know. Well, he's still coming to work and he's sick and he's sneezing and coughing and everything like that. But it's not COVID, so I guess it's okay. I guess that's all right. So there, <laughs> there, there you go. Um, all right. Let me, let me uh, share some other things with you today. It's been a busy afternoon. So Jesse Smollett exploded on the stand today. As he knows his case is falling apart. That is fantastic to watch. It really is. I love watching that. Uh, and then also, too, let's see now. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. 
has now decided to say, the leader of the squad, the lunatic fringe, they are now going to uh, fight the Senate. They're not going to give up here on trying to get this whole build back better plan, this build back Bolshevik plan back. This is what they want. They want to get this through. They're going to fight for this. And they hold all the cards right now. Remember, they hold all the cards. And why is that? Because the moderate Democrats, well, there are no moderate Democrats. But remember, the ones that are in moderate districts right now have shown that they're willing and able to give the the extreme lunatics exactly what they want. You know why? Because they are scared to death of losing. So in response, the lunatics gave them that salt deduction, which I told you about. Remember the salt deduction? And the SALT deduction, which now says in states like New Jersey, for example, where you can only deduct up to $10,000 of your state and local taxes, you'll now be able to deduct up to 80000 And what that means now is, is that those Democrats can turn back to their constituents and say, look, I just gave you a massive tax cut, even though actually what I'm doing is I'm forcing $6 trillion in spending down your throats. That's what's happening right now. But AOC today said, damn you, parliamentarian, we will not back down. So where we are at is that the Senate needs to step up override the parliamentarian okay the parliamentarian is not elected it is not an elected position and the parliamentarian has been overridden and dismissed in the past we will not surrender our power to an unelected parliamentarian we need to use our power to help the people and so the senate our demand is for the senate to override the parliamentarian include a full path to citizenship see and send it back to the house parliamentarian said you can't add that to this bill this is a reconciliation bill dealing with the budget you can't add something like that with a policy perspective in there but you see these guys the the the, the squad and the other democrats they don't care about following the rules they'll do whatever they want to do whatever they want to do they don't care about that and they'll say override the parliamentarian. But the parliamentarian is the job of the parliamentarian is there to make sure that they operate within the rules, right? That's what they want. That's the job. But they don't care because they want to do whatever they want. This is what I mean. It's why they want to get rid of the filibuster. It's why they want to make DC a state. They want to have unrestrained power over everything. Unrestrained power over everything to be able to do exactly what they want. All the guardrails that hold these people back and are supposed to restrain government action. No, they want. They want the guardrails taken down so they can do whatever they want. That's the reality. That's the truth. You know it as well as I do. I'll tell you, though, you're seeing a lot of people react throughout the country, not only to the crime that's happening, which, again, remember, the the goal right now of the police is to help people make sure they don't steal more than $1,000 worth of stuff. Because if you hit that $1,001 threshold, now you've committed a felony. So make sure you're stealing under $1,000. Because if you go over that $1,001, you've now committed a a crime. Otherwise, just take stuff. But you got to keep track of it. I encourage you, if you go shoplifting on a spree, bring a calculator, make notes. You have plenty of time. And then don't walk out of there with more than $1,000 worth of stuff. You're just asking for trouble. I don't know if that's before tax or after tax. It's not like you're going to pay taxes anyway. Uh, New York City, 237% increase in New Yorkers abandoning the city from 2019 to 2020. New York City mayor bragging people love I've the had mandates great conversations with the mayor elect uh, he and i have a great close relationship what he always says is he's going to listen to the health leadership our health leadership in new york city said it's time for this yeah. we need this they look at omicron they're saying look we don't know enough but we know one thing it appears to be highly transmissible even more than delta 
And it's, and very, and, and, and it's cold. It's common I cold, I think basically. the mayor-elect has been consistent. He will follow the ideas and concerns of the health leadership. But he didn't tell you that. He didn't tell you he I'm was I'm not going to talk about this. private conversations. I'm going to say he has been true to his word. He listens to the health leadership. Um, look, I want to be clear is that people who I know in New York City and when I've gone out to restaurants in New York City... People that I've seen were thrilled to take their vaccine cards out. Thrilled, thrilled to take their... Think of the world that John Berman from CNN lives in. Thrilled to take their vaccine card out, to show their papers before they could go in and eat a meal and enjoy enjoy time with their... Thrilled to do it. Why? What are they thrilled about? You're vaccinated, you're going into a place, what are you worried about? Thrilled. You see, this is... the. Think of the people that guys like this hang out with, right? These elitist jerks from CNN. Think of the people they hang out with. This is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. Who the hell's thrilled to do that? Nobody's thrilled to do that. Except if you're in the 1% liberal elite. And you, you're the same people that have the freaking hate has no home signs on your, on your yard. Feel much safer walking in. So let's stipulate that I do know a lot of people like this. There are those raising questions about tourists coming mm-hmm. to New York City. Another part of this is you're going to require kids 5 to 11 to show proof of vaccination earlier than December 27th. That starts December 15th, right? December 14th. And that, obviously, we've had now the vaccine for some weeks, thank God. We have. Do you know that they're paying kids in New York City 100 bucks to get the vaccine? They're giving kids 100 bucks to get the vaccine in New York City. This is insane. Bill de Blasio knows this is, this is not going to hold up. He's not going to be mayor much longer. Eric Adams is coming in. And Eric Adams is not going to, I don't think he's going to keep all this in place. But what de Blasio is doing, let me explain what he's doing right now. This is a good, important note for politics. From a, geo, from a macro political perspective, Bill de Blasio wants to run for president. So you got to go far left, run very far left, and show everybody when he runs in, because they hate him in New York. Somebody asked me today, they go, is he going to run for governor? No, he's not going to run for governor. They hate him. They want him out of there. He could never win New York City again, so he can't win governor of New York. But he thinks he can run for president. He can. He's got delusions of grandeur. But he wants to show everybody in the Democrat Party, look at how totalitarian I am. I'm making five-year-olds get vaccinated if they want to go inside and watch a play or have an ice cream cone or a hot dog. Uh Uh-huh. Try to try to out totalitarian me with this stuff. But what about tourists coming in? What are you going to do about people who are coming to New York to spend their money who may not have the vaccine requirements? Look, first of all, every child 12 and up right now is under that same requirement for our restaurants. And it's working fine. The restaurants are full. I'm happy to say we're hearing great response from restaurant owners and business owners. That they're that their not business full. Is they're going not real full. well. That's a lot. Uh, anyone who comes here, we're going to provide vaccination if they need it. We're happy to provide that. And one shot. Is that's the requirement now? One shot and you're in because we want to encourage everyone and parents. Let me tell you, John, parents, this is the moment. And I'm saying this as a parent myself. Yeah, yeah, this is the moment to get the hell out of New York City is what it is. That's what it is. Get the hell out of New York City. By the way, Jen Psaki just responded to that federal judge halting Biden's vaccine mandate for federal contractors. Again, another loss for Biden and a win for liberty and restraining the executive department of government because the executive is out of control. Again. Have you also any reaction to a federal judge in Georgia's decision to block the administration from um, enforcing the um, COVID-19 mandate, uh, vaccine mandate for employees or federal contractors? Well, the reason that we proposed uh, these uh, these uh, requirements uh, is that we know they work uh, and we are confident in our ability uh, legally uh, to uh, make these happen across the country. Uh, as you know, uh, the federal government, the largest employer in the country, we have successfully implemented these requirements in a way that has not only boosted vaccinations in the federal government with more than 92% of people vaccinated, but also helps avoid disruptions in operations. Uh, 
uh, and our implementation sends a clear message to businesses, including federal contractors, that similar measures will protect their workforce. You didn't have the authority. It was unconstitutional. You lost. Oh, zip it. You lost. Again. Biden's vaccine mandates are dead. I told you that months ago, though. Remember? I said to you, look, this is never going to happen. Biden is only trying to divide the country because that's what they do. Democrats need to always divide the country. They need to have these cultural issues that divide us. It's the only reason why they do this stuff. They know it's not going to stay legal, but it's about us fighting about it. That's what it's about. All right, have a great rest of your day today. Remember Pearl Harbor Day. God bless each and every person, man, woman, and child who was involved on that day and all of our service members, our sailors and Marines who lost their lives that day in Pearl Harbor. Never forget. God bless. See you later.